0: And now, the B.C. Food & Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. This is B.C. Food & Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey.
1: Welcome to today's show. We're coming to you, uh, actually, we're broadcasting live from Pemberton Plaza at Savon Foods uh, with our wine guest, Steve Moriarty. He's the wine director at Savon Foods and he's hosting us today, Steve. Thanks so much for having us. Triple, really a pleasure to be here today. So great to be uh, actually out in the stores. We talk a lot about the stores, but today we're at the store and we've been... Uh, running around and uh, having a look inside. It's going to be a, a great day, and uh,
2: uh, we're so happy to be here. Well, it's, it's a privilege to have you folks in our house for a change. Wow, well, well, we uh, love it. And we like to put on a bit of a show and, and uh, show you our hospitality.
1: Yeah. Well, I can tell you the wine section is quite a show when you walk in there. It's 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 growing incrementally. I can see just by a few inches here and there. It's still in the aisles, but uh, you have got a lot of
2: wine stuffed in there. Yeah, well, we're at an all-time high. We've never had this many wines and this many products from, from British Columbia wineries ever. and. Uh, we get more excited every day when th- it's like Christmas. Yeah, except it's seven days a week it's in our store.
1: Seven days a week, and uh, so many sales going on. We're gonna talk about that a bit later. There's lots to learn about when you buy wine at and save on food, on how you can save so much money. Uh, but the selection is just great, and the rosés are like off the chart. I don't know how many there are there now, but they just seem to go on and on.
2: Uh, we're up over 80 rosés now, and wow. uh, apparently we're gonna get another half dozen before. Uh, The month of August, which is Rosé Month in on Foods, and um, that's when we have a really focus on uh, rosés, so we're excited about rosés. And you
3: know what impressed me the most, and it was the day I met you, Steve, when I drove out to Langley area, I could not believe everything's, it's so easy because it's alphabetical, you just don't see that in a liquor store.
2: Well, it's easy for us to do it that way because that's all we sell is BC wine. So you don't, you don't geographically, of course, we've got the subregions in in in, in, uh, in British Columbia. But in British Columbia, most consumers are emotionally attached to the wineries. Every one of us loves to go to the Okanagan and visit with wineries, and that's the best way that we can represent the winery, because the winery, wineries are all our partners.
1: You just have to know your alphabet. Generally, sometimes that can be a problem. <laughs> Steve, uh, okay, we want to kick off the show shortly, so uh, stick around, folks. Mason Speaks joining us from Dirty Laundry. Uh, Chef Ryan McDonald, we're going to talk to the uh, Savon Food chef in a segment as well. Uh, Jennifer Mulga, she joins us from the View Winery and Vineyard with some new products, which are uh, exciting to see them in in the uh, store and uh, and of course, Casey Wilson's here. She's been shopping all morning. You, oh, you my just, goodness. You're just like a little grocery store I shopper. I know.
3: I'm so excited.
1: We're live and we're outside the Save On Foods in the Pemberton Plaza in North Vancouver. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony
0: Gismondi.
3: I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be
0: right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people.
4: People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine.
5: Rediscover the South Okanagan good life At Watermark Beach Resort Asoyas Hotel and Conference Centre Just steps to everything The beach, shopping, the marina And great dining at the restaurant at Watermark New executive chef Nick Atkins Invites you to indulge your senses With bright new flavours Inside or on the newly expanded lakeside patio Featuring new health and safety protocols And procedures Reservations are highly recommended Celebrate the South Okanagan Visit watermarkbeachresort.com The Wine Experience Center at Mount Bushiri Estate Winery has arrived. Welcome to the new home of hospitality in the Okanagan. The wine shop is now open for tastings, and the Modest Butcher Restaurant is also ready to welcome you with their first menu. Walk-in guests are welcome, but reservations are recommended. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitation, and physical distancing protocols will also be in place. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtbouchiri.com.
0: Tony Haller,
4: owner of Poplar Grove Winery. At Poplar Grove, every day on the Naramata Bench is a journey to create fantastic wines. We couldn't do it without our dedicated team or the family of wine lovers who gather at our wine club to enjoy the many benefits of membership, like world-class wines delivered to their door and exclusive events at the winery like our wine club barbecue. Join us on the journey to make truly great wines. Visit us at poplargrove.ca.
0: Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to BC Food & Wine Radio, here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
1: Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi.
3: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, Our next guest drove all the way down here this morning. I'm very impressed. Uh, I can't tell you how early you have to get up to uh, be on this show. But you did it, Mason Spink. You're the winemaker at Dirty Laundry. Uh, Thanks for joining us today.
6: Thank you for having me. Uh,
1: Of course, we have Steve uh, Moriarty back with us, wine director. And sometimes I think people don't really understand that you... You know this guy. He knows you. You talk together. It's not just a piece of paper when you buy wine.
2: Uh, no, we have... and uh, in, in Dirty Laundry is a perfect example of a great partnership that Save On Foods has with the winery. And we get great feedback. And we, in turn, share our feedback from our consumers back to the winery. Yeah on a daily, not quite daily, but fairly regular basis. There was a lot of concern about grocery stores at the start, especially on
1: the winery side. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it seems to have all just disappeared, Mason. How do you see it working as part of the the sales sector now i
6: I think you know originally people thought you know change is is, is difficult right and we're always scared that oh we're going to go into grocery and we're going to see wines for eight dollars a bottle yeah and the partnership we have with save on foods and steve has been has been excellent We, we we really enjoyed this partnership we put out some interesting wines with with save on foods and it's great feedback that we're getting from their customers and
1: well we know that you have the ethic for bc goods selling bc so i think that put a lot of people at ease
2: absolutely I mean we're born and born and raised here we're a bc company it it doesn't make sense for us to go anywhere else okay let's talk about some of this wine I just you just opened uh, the white hush Uh,
1: the nose is fantastic oh it is
6: it's a great wine so we've we've always been known for our our rosé hush and that was a a real flagship for us you know out of our you know 35,000 cases we were selling 12,000 of those were were rosé hush and we wanted to kind of capitalize on on that almost its own brand so we decided to come up with this white blend um, pretty heavy on Gewurz, so lots of aromatics Mm -hmm. um, but there's some Riesling there's some Sauvignon Blanc there's some some Chardonnay and that just kind of rounds everything out gives it a bit more complexity and then we did a little trick to it so when that first couple sips you'll get it has a little bit of effervescence on it so they what we did is we we have a sparging stone we cool the wine right down and we try and get as much co2 into that wine before bottling as we can we don't want it to be a sparkling wine. It's not It's not a frizzante or any of that sort of stuff, but just a little bit of a spritz. Yeah, just to lift it. Oh, yeah. just li- Let's get that nice little sort of nice lifted yeah. palate to it. That's. Uh, well,
1: I wish we had 10 hours to talk about how winemakers grow <laughs> through their life. <laughs> and to hear you say that, it's just so encouraging that people are, are doing that. But let, let's talk a little bit about Dirty Laundry. Maybe some people don't know the brand. W- w- tell us where you are. And wh- and tell w-
3: what's us where the, the name the, came you know, from. Of yeah.
6: So we're in Summerland, B.C., and... Um, that's a story is, it, it, I don't know how much of it is true or how much of a fable is it, but there's a man named Sam Sui, and he was a Chinese migrant worker, and he was building the CP rail line. And uh, that was pretty horrible work in the 1800s, so Sam was uh, a bit of an entrepreneur, and he left that and uh, had, a, had a laundry service in in He wasn't making any money off that because nobody really cared about clean clothes when you're a farmer or a miner. Or a, <laughs> a winemaker. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he had the upstairs... Uh, Uh, the upstairs waiting room which was a a gambling den and a brothel so everybody in summerland called it the dirty laundry and that's kind of how we found our name and came up with this sort of fun story behind it and that's always nice to have that kind of story to it but then where my job comes in is is after the marketing's done you better make some damn good wine or they're not buying it again (laughs)
3: uh
1: that's mason speak he's the winemaker at dirty laundry uh steve moorey of course the wine director here at save on foods uh the red wine i I like to get these in before we run out of time but uh steve you've given everybody there's there's a section now in save on foods with some pretty uh interesting red wines.
2: so that that's a nice little gift to, because they're hard to find for most people absolutely part of part of part of our experience or part of our relationship with the consumers to make sure that we 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 meet with people like uh, mason and we get their i don't want to say their absolute best wines but you we get, get their attention. We get their attention and we put that put it on our shelf, and you know a wine like bordello, um, not not what I say is not necessarily you see it in every every venue and and every opportunity to purchase wines, but we take pride in the fact that we have you know a signature wine from yeah. a, from a dirty laundry.
3: Yes, and what are your signature wines? So Mason
6: Bordello is one of our is a flagship of ours, and one of my favorite wines to make. It turns out really, really well every year, but I love our case um, that is, uh, you know, Syrah from from lower in the valley in, in Soyuz. That's one of my favorites as well. But we've got some really other exciting wines coming out. We've got a new vineyard of Pinot Noir that should be uh, coming online this year, and then full production <laughs> next year. So um, we're trying to look at some sort of single vineyard maybe Pinot Noirs out of out of Summerland because I'm really uh, excited about that yeah. area with Pinot Noir. I
3: love your port style wine.
6: Oh yeah, yeah. So we just uh, just finished another bottling of that. Um, and the name? Uh, girl on every port. It's a bit Love cheeky. Um, and, uh, yeah, that we, so that's our fortified wine. You don't see a lot of that either. That's, you know, a big seller at Father's Day so uh, and things like that. But you, we don't sell a lot of it in, in a lot of venues. And, and this, this Bordello, back to the Bordello, yeah, we make 350 cases of it. So you don't see a lot of it in every store. Um, but, it, you know, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, uh, Cab Franc, and this year, uh, 2016, had a little bit of Malbec in it.
1: Casey, you missed the the most obvious question. What is a bordello? No, yeah, you, know, right. you know what that is. <laughs> I do uh, know what that is. <laughs> Mason, maybe just a, a little bit about Summerland, because it's a region that uh, often I would describe it as the place that people drove through to get somewhere in the Okanagan. That has changed a lot in it the has, last 10 years. Yeah,
6: and especially for winemaking and grape growing. So we've really seen a lot of, you know, for the longest time, Summerland was orchards. It was apples, it was cherries. And now you're seeing a lot more vineyards going in. We're just working now with the BCWI to get some sub-Appalachians. Mm-hmm. So they've got about five proposed sub-Appalachians in Summerland. Um, and, and we, you know, predominantly, other than our big red varieties, we bring everything in from Summerland. So all that all the grapes from White Hush are all from Summerland. We've got the new vineyard that's going to be in, in Prairie Valley. So this is a bit farther up the valley, sure. farther from the lake. But uh, some really exciting things are happening in Summerland now.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm a big proponent of those sub-apps because I think once you know where the wines come from, you, you make an immediate connection. Even if you don't really understand the wine, it helps you to, to understand it over time, even by osmosis. So I hope we see some Summerland. Uh, and there probably should be a couple in Summerland based on yeah. altitude and how close they are to the lake. Exactly.
6: There's so many different sort of topographies and things like that in Summerland. It really changes yeah. quite a bit. You, you drive for five minutes and you're in a completely it, different area. It
1: reminds me a bit of Chile. How when they started, they were all north-south. <laughs> and yeah. now they're east-west, mm-hmm. like how close they are to the water, how close they are to the Andes. And it's the same sort of thing going on yeah, in the Summerland. Th-
6: the new vineyard that we have planted is right up under the reservoir. So it's sort of a north East-facing vineyard. Yeah, um, it's a little bit cooler, but then we've got Gewürztraminer. Or, I mean, uh, um, Grüner Veltliner, Riesling, Pinot Noir, and Gamay Noir, yeah, and I think cool. they'll do really well in those in those areas. Steve, uh, well, I'm going to get you
1: to
2: rue this red wine. You're a red wine guy. Uh, how do you like Bordello? A particular bordello is an all-time favorite. I think the first time I had it was two years ago, and uh, since then we've made it a priority in our world. And uh, most of the consumers, when they get the chance. It's one of those wines, where when, once you've drank it, it's really hard to go back to something else, right? <laughs> Ma- Mason, you, you, he has quite a deft style. I think because
1: he makes a really interesting Pinot Noir, he's had a lot of experience with Pinot Noir, and I think that shapes his hand a bit. You taste the Syrah and this wine from Dirty mm. Laundry, and you feel the the, the roundness of the tannin. Yeah. You get the texture without all, the, all that heavy, uh, dry, tannic flavor, which nobody wants anymore. So... It's a lovely wine, Uh, and the vintage is...
6: 2016. Yeah, Yeah. such a
1: great vintage. Yeah, Yeah, I love it.
3: Mason, how did Steve learn about wine so quickly? (laughs) Are you impressed? Uh, It's very impressive. Uh, Me too. Honestly, I don't know how you did
6: it. must take a lot home. It was a lot of work. A lot of homework. A lot of
1: homework.
3: (laughs) It took him about two years.
1: Well, I know. uh, I think if you're doing celery one day and wine the next, it's pretty easy to see where you might gravitate to... uh,
2: just kidding if, if I can be candid really I listen to people like Mason. yeah and exactly. and that's and that's, what, that's what we've done is gone around talked to talk to our partners and just absorbed what they have to share with us mm-hmm. And really it's truly amazing how how all of these wineries have such individual personalities and they have a different type of perspective on, on their relationship with customers. It's You've amazing. done a
1: good job because I was I've been wandering around the store today looking for some wines which we're going to talk about a little later in the show but uh, I was listening to your people. Uh, engaging with the customers, talking about the wine. There's a lot of good talk going on in those aisles, too, the kind of talk that you would never hear uh, in, Don't uh, in say it. other large uh, <laughs> retailers in the province uh, at such an early stage,
2: so it's great. Uh, absolutely. It's one of our pillars is, is the communication we have with our, with our staff and uh, as well with our customers. Mason,
1: uh, first we want to thank you for driving down. Uh, I know you're turning around going right back. So <laughs> yeah. that's a big effort. Uh, people should come and visit you. What, 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 can for we do sure. that at Dirty Laundry? There's yeah, lots for sure. to do. So the
6: patio's opened up now, and hopefully we're going to get uh, some spells of nice weather here. But, uh, yeah, come up and visit us. Come have some pizza on the patio. Yeah, pizza and on the patio.
3: Mason, okay. don't leave without taking a look and packing your car with some <laughs> of this beautiful food. We've got a tray from Yaletown that was brought in, from Rick, put it together.
1: Nice. Thank you. Okay, Mason,
6: Thank you. safe travels. Thank you very much. See you up in Summerland. Thanks for having me.
1: Mason Spink, he's the winemaker at Dirty Laundry. Steve Moriarty, wine director, will stick around. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to the BC
0: Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
7: Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com.
4: Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca.
7: The warm weather is here and Indigenous-inspired cuisine and much more awaits you in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Spirit Ridge Resort in Osoyoos is pleased to announce the reopening of the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry with a brand new menu. Social distancing protocols are in place for your safety, so join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in complete comfort. Please make your reservations at bearfishrootberry.com. Spirit Ridge Resort, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
1: Oh, be Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm
3: Casey Wilson. We're
1: live today uh, from the Pemberton Plaza out in front of Savon Foods uh, with a special uh, edition of the show with... So much to talk about, in our next guest, who I don't think we've ever talked to before, and we, we I always wonder how this works, uh, Ryan McDonald, the executive chef at Save on Foods. Ryan, welcome to the show. Corporate,
3: corporate executive corporate. chef.
1: Corporate, okay. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Steve Moriarty's back, wine director. The two of them, I think, are in cahoots here uh, with wine and food. Uh, welcome
2: to the show. Great to have you both back. Thanks for having us. Thank you.
3: So, you know, chefs are ju- just like us, right? Uh, yeah,
2: maybe slightly more eccentric, but yeah.
3: <laughs> so we want to know, like, what items do you buy at the grocery store?
8: Oh, I run the full gambit. Uh, you know, we, we have a great offering here, and there's never anything that I can't buy. Uh, if if I'm feeling lazy and I just need to get home and eat something, um, we have such a great selection of fresh salads, uh, sandwiches. The sushi is great every day, and our barbecued chicken is phenomenal.
3: Top seller, I hear. Oh,
1: yeah. I like... Uh well that's a good question for me it's kind of like what day it is or what time it is like is it friday night or is it tuesday night uh, do, do you see that do you notice that change or is it steady when people come in and order things
8: yeah i mean it depends on the day i mean yeah. and store to store and region to region <laughs> but i mean um you, you see a mad rush around three to four for everyone coming out out of work and, and yeah. coming to grab stuff to go home yeah yeah
1: uh how do you select what's in the store to Steve how does that work I mean we
2: sort of talked a bit about the groceries how they're selected how does the food get selected well I I, as we all change and demographically geographically we're all a little bit different inclined to what we purchase but we've seen we've seen a significant increase in what we call time starvation in our consumer today so they're all looking for 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 variety they don't want to eat mac and cheese and beans anymore they want variety and they want something special and that's where somebody like Ryan comes in, he's so important to us is that he's able to take, you know, sometimes these everyday mundane things that we've been used to and spice it up and add some flavor and add some unique to us and put it for sale in our in our in our deli departments, ready to go, you know, like the barbecue chicken that we sell today is not the same as it was Ten years ago, right? T- today, it's today. It's a premium product, and it's also uh, got some flavor and some preparation in it that that makes it unique and a little bit different.
1: And, and is it? Does it follow the BC theme too, all of these foods that are that you cook here? Absolutely,
2: absolutely. We prioritize BC in every product that we we put together.
3: And Ryan, what's the most recent food trend that you've seen? Well, recently,
8: I've seen a, a huge resurgence in in comfort foods. Um, comfort foods and health and well-being really and, and you kind of mash the two things together so i'm, I'm seeing a lot of people that want uh, macaroni and cheese but they also want to spice it up with something fun yes you know, add some chorizo sausage or, or or some spices that you know you normally wouldn't put in there or see in there um but yeah i mean we see a lot of, of that kind of thing uh salads fa- family gatherings now are, are, are sort of um coming back i think uh or you know smaller groups but um yeah, a lot of comfort foods lately. Uh. And
3: what's the most overrated food trend? Sorry, Tony.
8: Oh, man. Well, uh. I'm going
3: to say what my, what I think. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Is that why you asked this question? Yes. Okay. Kale.
8: Kale, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, earlier on in my career and as as a cook, I was always told that kale was a garnish. And then, you know, 20 years later, we're looking yeah. at it as like, you know, everything's I mean, a kale course. salad. And yeah. you're putting it in smoothies. and. and you and love it, drinks. right? I love kale, yeah, it's, yeah. I love the bitterness of it. I love the crunch to it. I, uh, I grow it and I eat it every day pretty much. So uh,
1: I wanted to ask a bit about pairing food and wine. Uh, of course, everybody's supposed to do their own thing. I get it. But... Uh, it, can you do that, Steve? Are you allowed under the rules to suggest food and wine in a grocery store now? Or, uh, how, like, uh, if I'm in the deli, can I get a suggestion for, for instance, this
2: mandarin white and red that we have? Absolutely. We take, uh, we've taken it to the next level in, in, in a lot of our stores. And we have uh, folks in our deli department and our meat department that we've okay. inve- invested in to give them uh, some, some not only just real life experience, but actually tasting. A lot of the unique wines that we have, so that they can make a, a what we'd call a good a good suggestion. So I can get pork and buy Pinot.
1: Someone might say I should have Pinot Noir with that, or
2: I, I think I don't know if we're, we're as traditional as everybody thinks we should be. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I said you said something interesting at the beginning, and really we want to sell people wine that they like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if that involves maybe crossing a line or breaking a rule, we're all for it. Uh, we're on the
1: cusp of Canada Day coming up. Uh, I don't know who's—it's in the middle of the week, so people are celebrating at either
2: end. What, what does that mean at Save On Foods besides uh, chaos? Uh, it's a—it's <laughs> a big event for us. So we take a lot of pride in in, in, in our—in our heritage. Not only are we a BC company, but we're all across Western Canada, and this opportunity uh, to share with—with—with consumers—it's a big deal for us. We have a tremendous amount of outdoor-focused uh, offerings for barbecues for family get-togethers understanding that that, that that things are a little bit different in the world today but given that we uh, we're excited about Canada Day, and what better time to buy a, a lot of BC wines
3: yes and also you you will have takeout barbecue takeout for Canada Day
2: absolutely and, uh, and that's what Ryan tries to, to, to formulate those kinds of uh, opportunities for our customers is is that we see a, a massive resurgence or right around a holiday. And Ryan talked about how different days of the week, but whenever you get to a holiday like Canada Day, um, that's a huge deal in our stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promised not to talk about COVID, but we're all kind of still in our bubbles, So I
1: think Canada Day is going to be a real sort of at home, perhaps outside if the weather's good kind of celebration with family. So it, I think it's going to be more like Thanksgiving this year
2: than than ever. I think you're absolutely right, Tony. You're we, we, starting to hear it already. And we've actually merchandised our stores that way to to promote, you know, stay at home, uh, be safe, yeah. and, and look after your family.
1: Uh, I don't want to go buy these wines because actually I was drawn to Mount Boucherie. We know them well on the show. They have put out these Great new labels. You, uh, I'm sure you noticed that, Casey. It's a fantastic new package, but it says Mandaray, and I have no idea what Mandaray red or white is, so I made that discovery today at Save-On Foods. What What can you tell me about this wine? Because well, I ha- don't know anything about it.
2: We have a, a great relationship with the folks at Mount Boucherie. They're great supporters of us, and, and uh, we've participated to some degree in the development of that brand-new state-of-the-art winery that they've put together. And this is a collaboration between uh, the winemakers at uh, Mount Boucherie and two of two of uh, my close uh, um, um, uh, peers, uh, Ray and Amanda. And uh, they wanted to put together a, a, a pair of wines that um, fit a certain demographic and a certain price point, and this is what they came up with. And, of course, add, wow. m- add Ray and Amanda, and you end up with Manda Ray. I yeah. want to work
3: <laughs> for you. I want a name. So
2: they got their own blend. How, how much are we paying for this wine? In, uh, uh uh, this everyday wine is ar- around $15, wow. $15.59, I think.
3: Wow, what a great price. Plus, you got to tell us about these deals when you buy a case. It's amazing.
2: Well, we have, uh, of course, right now we have this, uh, what we, we like to think of as the, the best deal in the wine business in British Columbia. You can come in and buy any four bottles of wine from us, uh, regardless of what price it is on the shelf, and we'll give you 10% off. So you get 10% off the the, the retail price. In addition to that, um, we like to think of our wine club or our case club is open to absolutely everyone. And uh, then on top of that, 10% discount, we'll give you another $12 off on that uh, case of wine. Wow! And uh,
1: there's new terminology, not 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 so much to your your customers, your grocery customers, but to me, card price. So now I see these yellow tags that say card price. So that just means you with your save
2: on card. Is that how that works? Yeah, our more rewards card gives you gives you even more savings. So. In addition to the 10%, in addition to the $12, yeah. there are a number of wines that are card priced that give you even more savings.
1: Uh, we're speaking with uh, Executive Chef Ryan McDonald, Corporate Chef here at uh, Save On and Steve. Uh, we mentioned Canada Day. What, so what what can we look for? Uh, what should we pick up for Canada Day, Chef, that would be uh, fun for the whole
8: family? Save On Foods has a ton of great uh, items that you can pick up for barbecue. Um If you don't want to do the work yourself, we have a great catering program. You can pick up some great charcuterie platters. I've brought one for you today with a ton of great items that actually is going to go really well with this, uh, this red is. here. I was going to say, it looks like a Riesling uh,
1: platter to me and a sparkling wine platter to Casey, but I think yes. that, that uh, if you have the right wine, it's the platter for everybody. It's yeah, just gorgeous. Absolutely.
3: Do you get to keep that platter?
1: You you do indeed, yes.
3: It's a beautiful wooden platter that you could use again.
1: Okay, we're going to put a picture of that up on our site for our listeners to have a look at that so they can uh, well, get you better excited. better take it soon because before it's am in gone. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, listen, great to... To speak with both of you, I know you have to get back to work to get ready for the big rush for the for the holiday, but it's always fun to be here on location and in North Vancouver for a change, which is kind of nice for me, close to my uh, home studio.
2: <laughs> this is uh, you know one of our near and dear locations in North Vancouver, and we're yep. proud we're proud of our heritage here.
1: And wine now is available in what's the number of stores now? Is it 21 or twenty one? Twenty twenty no twenty one stores today. Twenty one yes. stores, fantastic, uh, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us uh, in this segment. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but there's plenty more coming on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Uh, up next, we're going to talk to uh, Jennifer Mulgut about, uh, from the View Winery about a brand new product that is coming into grocery stores, and it's in a can.
0: We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with
4: passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine.
7: Culmina Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Culmina's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Culmina wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the numbers series, Culmina's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Kalmana.ca a Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Tinhorn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit Tinhorn.com
5: gismondionwine.com BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points.
0: With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000 plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more
5: Bookmark gismondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily each with a photo of the label.
0: Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists original stories and videos.
5: If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com.
0: Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giz. Gismondi on wine. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. from miles away.
8: Passive with the
1: things you say. Welcome back to the Passionate BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm
3: Casey Wilson.
1: We're live today from the Pemberton Plaza out in front of Save-On Foods. Uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, wine. We're going to change uh, slightly the direction in this uh, segment. Jennifer uh, Mulgut, she joins us. She's the president of the View Winery and Vineyard in uh, the Okanagan Valley. The beautiful view. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank
5: you. It's great to be here. Great
1: to have you, Steve Moriarty, back. Uh, well, let's let's start with the view. Maybe we set the stage. Uh, it's it's an old story some yeah, ways. it's
5: very old um so we are the view winery okay. but we are also ward cider yeah and that is because my great-grandfather ward originally settled our property back in 1918 and he planted our original apples. Yeah. Uh, today, half of the property is grapes, uh, cool climate uh, varieties such as Gewürztraminer, Fowler, Pinot Gris. And then for our reds, we do Pinot Noir and Pinotage, which is quite yeah. unique. And that's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, and then for the apples, we've replaced most of the fresh uh, market variety apples with cider-specific apples. apples so yeah. strange names like... Belle de scoop, Chisel Jersey, Porter's Perfection, Wow, Bramley.
1: I know nothing about cider. That's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. How and old are these trees? I know you replaced them, but uh,
5: so my father originally uh, planted our first cider trees uh, twenty-one years ago. Yeah. Um, so okay. we have uh, we have a baby nursery right now with ten thousand trees in it. Uh, so they're just one year old. Wow. And, and then spanning through to twenty years old. And uh, I like to say that, uh, no offense, Steve, but you wouldn't necessarily come to Savon Foods and buy grapes uh, to make wine. Mm-hmm. So we believe it's very important to make our cider out of cider-specific apples. You're not gonna use dessert apples to make a, gra- what's, a good what's cider. What's the difference between sure. a
3: dessert apple and a cider well, apple? Well, it's
5: actually, I love to draw the analogy between grapes as well. Again, the cider apples quite often have quite a thick skin, just as do wine grapes. Um, they're a little bit tannic. Uh, there's a bit of tannin in the skin. Uh, there's more flavor in the flesh itself. Um, They can be quite bitter, um, so they're not as pleasant to eat as a fresh market apple would be, for instance. But they make for a much more complex, interesting cider. I
3: love this B.C. Wine Lover's Cookbook, and your story is so interesting. And just to take a look at the photograph, it's probably the sexiest photo (laughs) in the book.
5: (laughs) We like to have a bit of fun, and we love fashion.
3: Yeah, we noticed very attract three very attractive women, including yourself.
5: Those are my daughters. So we all got into our. Uh, we were inspired by our rose, which is featured in the in the cookbook. We're so honored to be in there. My friend Jennifer Shells put that beautiful book together, and even uh, Kent got his pink tie on. I think or a pink shirt maybe. Yes. Um, and Jennifer's got us all up in one of the farm tractors, so it's really a fun shot.
3: Great, and it is a great recipe. The rose wine jelly, very yes. simple, and
5: yeah, very simple uh, inspired. Inspired by a recipe that my grandmother, my nana, uh, used to make, all of us our boozy jelly that we'd have every New Year's Eve. Uh, so it's inspired by that recipe.
3: Let's drink to this book, boozy, Tony. Boozy Come.
1: jelly, I like that. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, so.
1: Okay, well, we're going to talk a bit about
2: cider. Why are we talking about cider, Steve? Mm. Well, well, this is a, a, a bit of a tradition change at, at uh, Save On Foods at Wine's British Columbia. Is, is that we've started to expand our mix and we've added ciders uh, to our to our mix of course all of these ciders are 100% British Columbia product grown and produced and and shipped to us here and uh, quite honestly the view has been our our go-to winery go-to cidery and we've established ourselves we started this in two stores and we had great success and now we started to roll it out to all of our stores uh, because there is a growing growing segment of our consumers that want to have a refreshing cider. And of course we've also got, uh The views uh, canned uh, sparkling wine.
3: Yeah. I love it. Bling. I love the name.
5: Yeah. So, So since we had started the ciders and we already had to have a canning line for the ciders, it made sense to us that, well, why not give people their own single serve sparkling wine? So, uh, Bling
1: rolled out. Yeah. Did we get a BQA approval yet for a can or is that. It's coming.
5: Uh, It's coming. uh, I believe it's coming. There's surveys uh, going out right now to the wine industry. Oh, uh, another survey. Another survey. Is there uh, no
1: one who can make their mind up like (laughs) It's a two-second decision. This just drives me nuts. Okay, I don't want to get going on that. All right. Uh, Let's talk about the infinity. So it's an infused cider. Yes. So Um, we. uh, I'm going to try it while you talk about it. Okay,
5: fantastic. So Savon Foods has been very, very uh, supportive. They've had our traditional Ward ciders on the shelves, and they've done really well with those. But, I'll be honest, the cider and craft brewery world has really um, had a hard time with the amount of market share that's been taken by the refreshment, um, ready-to-drink vodka soda beverage. Yeah, of course. Infinity is sort of our effort to claw back, no pun intended, um, some of the <laughs> business from White Claw and some Very of those clever. others. Um, and it's something new, it's something different. This is what the millennial crowd's looking for something new, something different. As well, it's, it is calorie reduced, which is uh, what some of those vodka beverages feature uh, uh, and market their, their brands and so that, well. What,
1: is that millennial or Gen Z or who's calorie reduced? You
5: know, I, I, I think it's consumers in general right now. Yeah. And, and I hate to label. But uh, what we've done with this cider is given people a really refreshing, easy drinking, but yet complex cider. And the the extra complexity and flavors are coming from tea. So we use Chai Baba organic teas. Uh, They're prepared in Kelowna by a local tea house there. And the tea is what's giving the cider a little bit more complexity of flavor. Yeah. It's a but perfect a, it, touch, isn't it there. lovely? Yeah. And yet, at the same time, it's just uh, it's giving it a little the bit lower. Uh, it's enabling us to have a lower alcohol? Ca- lower alcohol and lower calorie, therefore, yeah. product that's quite refreshing. And yeah. what is the uh,
3: calories calorie count in a
5: um, it's just uh, it's just over 100 calories, um, so that's less than in one apple, to be honest. Yes. And, um, and of course, there's also calories in alcohol, so it's a little bit lower in alcohol, five percent alcohol. <laughs> so
1: we're tossing out the apples. I love that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: there's there's four. Uh Flavors yes. of this. Uh, oh,
5: we've had so much fun with this, and you know we have not even on Foods hasn't figured out what the most uh, popular one is yet. It seems uh-huh. to there's one for everybody there. So the w- if you're doing a tasting, I like everyone to start with the stone fruit hibiscus. It's yep. the I would say the most the, the, the driest. driest and quite subtle. It's yeah. very lovely though. Very the nice. hibiscus, the floral notes are just lovely.
1: So it's a four pack for seventeen ninety nine or eighteen dollars. Is that sound right? <laughs> Actually, we sell it for eleven dollars ninety nine cents. A
5: lot better than that. It's wow, a good deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a oh good Oh my deal. God. Mm-hmm. That's uh by- 17 seemed like a deal to me. 11 unbelievable.
5: Absolutely. And uh, as st- so, Stone Fruit biscuits. the next one that we uh, love to share with everyone is the tropical green tea. So, that one does have a little bit of calorie, uh, or pardon me, uh, caffeine in it. Yeah. Um, but again, it's very dry, very refreshing. If you like green tea, that sort of bittersweet note, it mm-hmm. really, really uh, complements the apple and the pineapple and coconut in the, in the tropical wow. aspect of the tea. Uh, and then we get on to our strawberry kiwi, which is just, uh, it's really a crap pleaser you can imagine um, the fruit notes are just so bright so fantastic and then uh, beyond that the vanilla honeybush and that's one of my favorites I love honeybush tea and then the vanilla notes are just fantastic on mm. that one so
1: Wow infinity yes infused cider yeah. by Ward cider so in four packs look for that folks uh, now we're speaking with uh, Jennifer Mulga she's the president of the view winery and vineyard Steve Moriarty is with us and we're gonna taste bling This is another uh, product that I have not seen. I I found it today at Savon. It's in a can. It looks like a rosé. What is it?
5: Yes, yeah, so we do a white bling and we do a, a, a rosé bling. Uh, the white bling um, is made from our Gewürztraminer, Ehrenfelser and Riesling grapes, so our Cool Climate Aromatic Whites that mm-hmm. we're very much known for, very fresh, very crisp. The rosé bling is made from our Pinotage uh, and Pinot Noir grapes and some aromatic white combined with that as well. And. Um, I'll be honest, the rosé came about by a real tragedy. It's sometimes good things come out of bad, but in 2013 our vineyard was decimated by a huge hailstorm. The hailstorm raked the leaves off the canopy and we were not able to ripen our reds. And so we had to find something to do with those red grapes that were now only at 16 bricks. Just to give you a frame of reference, normally we wouldn't pick them until they're around 28 bricks. So uh, what are you going to do with a bunch of red grapes that are, you know, half as much sugar? Uh, well, I guess we're going to do a low-alcohol wine. Uh, okay, and I guess we're doing a bling rosé. So this is that's delicious. Eight
1: <coughs> percent alcohol. Yes. Uh, so you have
5: to be careful about that. You know, it's a little bit higher than beer or higher than cider. So people have to be aware of that when they're enjoying it. But, but, but way it's, less uh, than wine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is. It we it the sales took off. I I know we're not saying the. Covid word, but during Covid, it became the drink of choice for Zoom parties. I believe again because it's so convenient, to single serve. You don't yes, have to crack perfect. open a whole bottle of bubbles.
1: And it gets cool quickly, yes, and all does. the rest of yes, that. Absolutely, and it's unconventional. Like uh, when you think about in the wine business, the packaging. Uh, you must roll your head sometimes, Steve. I'm
2: sure when you look at some wine packaging, thinking what century is that from? But absolutely, and and, and Jennifer, you know, she makes a reference to her family being in this business for almost a hundred years and but yet those are the pioneers that that bring us the new innovations and I think that's totally unique and you know bling uh, Jennifer made, made reference to how successful it's been we've always been successful with bling but literally this spring it's hard to keep up. It's taken off. It's really (laughs) hard to keep up with it.
3: And I think your family were one of the first families to plant Pinotage. Is that correct? We were,
5: absolutely, yes. My dad is a real visionary. Uh, He's also been of a renegade, and people said, there's no way you can grow Pinotage well here. And he said, just watch me. So uh, we have friends in South Africa. He actually, well, he actually brought some vines over. Oh, it's a suitcase. Mm. Suitcase variety.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Suitcase clone. I love that.
5: Yeah, pop those into Canada uh, secretly, pop them in the ground. Turns out, wow, they're well well suited for our property and our terroir. So then we went through the proper channels and imported mm. them and had them propagated by Lanny, who owns Stoneboat. And Stoneboat, oh, at the same yeah. time, propagated some for themselves.
1: Do you uh, I wonder. Do you feel like Kelowna is starting to really explode in terms of wine and uh because it was kinda of like the big city but not mm-hmm. where the wine was made. But Absolutely. now there's so much uh there's so much interest in the north and all those vineyards opening yes. up. It's becoming its own uh, uh, I'm talking about East Kelowna now.
5: Yes, it's own little hub for yeah. sure. We have very uh terroir specific wines and yeah. consumers are becoming more sophisticated now. And they that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks to people like yourself that help educate <laughs> them. That, but, but but definitely we have very terroir-specific wines up in our region. Um, yeah. uh, the Lake Country area, the Kelowna area, definitely known for our cool climate uh, reds. P- our pinots are fantastic. And then some of the Germanic uh, whites, yeah. are really fantastic as well.
1: Jennifer uh, Mulga, she's the president of the View Winery and Vineyard, has been speaking with us. Maybe just a question about visiting now. Lots of ta- people talking about resetting, reimagining, doing all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. Have you had time to consider what, how your how you will work with? visitors, not next week, but in the next decade. Well, you know, sort of.
5: we're very fortunate. Our setting is a great big old vintage apple packing house that my great-grandfather built in the 1920s. Mm. Um, our wine shop and tasting room adjoin our cellar, so we are really able to spread people out. We've, of course, brought the plexiglass in, and uh, we have arrows, and we have happy little signs reminding people to physical distance, and we're business as usual. We're open yeah. every day, uh, 11 to 5, 30 for tastings. We've really expanded our picnic area and our old growth orchard. We have a Huge picnic area with uh, 20 picnic tables. Um, we're having a um, charcuterie boards out there, and we're just really g- getting people in the outdoors where they yeah. feel comfortable as well. But Super. so far, so far, it's been really positive. People feel good in our Tasty room. We're able to spread out. Super. So
3: pioneering family. It's an amazing story you have, and Jennifer. And still pioneering. Yeah. Yeah.
5: It's fun. It's really great to be taking our family um, property and business into this new era. And uh, yeah, one foot in front of another, and we're not looking back.
1: There's a pattern here. You all seem to fit the Save-On mold of, uh, you know, being BC, being proud, getting
2: things done locally. So
1: that's uh, it's good for everyone, I think.
2: I, I think it is tradition, and there's also innovation. And yeah. when, when we look at our business, we're all about innovation. It's really easy to partner with somebody like the View and Jennifer's team, who bring innovation to our to our consumers on it. Yeah. on a regular basis.
5: And we're so thankful for the support and uh, the support of the consumers that really um, yeah, they've support really local. They really jumped on. Yeah, they really support local and stores like Savon that support local. We're just uh, ever, ever grateful.
1: Thanks for the tasting, Jennifer. That Thank was uh, eye-opening. Uh, I, I have to go and try the other three now. That was a uh, very interesting wine. Uh, tea infused cider. My first. Thanks so much. Thank
5: you. Nice uh, to see you're me.
1: listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're live from Save On Foods today. Casey Wilson sitting outside. I
3: know, and it's in beautiful sitting here. Uh,
1: beautiful weather. Yes. Isn't it gorgeous? It's
3: nice. And I like cool.
1: We'll take a quick break, but we'll be right back to wrap up the show with Steve Mori, the wine director
0: of Save On Foods. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods.
7: Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this summer to celebrate their 20th anniversary season. Make sure to join them on the sun-soaked patio for a sampling of their premium wines. Or, if you can't make it out this summer, then don't forget to check out their popular virtual tasting program online. For reservations or for more information, visit them at blackhillswinery.com and follow them on Facebook and Instagram. The Upper Bench of B.C. Similkameen Valley. For those in the know,
5: it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here. Nestled in a sun-laden stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect their unique land. You can find Clos Soleil wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at closdesoleil.ca.
3: Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard, overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases, all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight.
7: For a limited time, BC Food and Wine Radio listeners can
3: save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code, Gizmondi, when you book
5: online at therapyvineyards.com.
0: Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson.
3: Welcome
1: back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi.
2: I'm Casey Wilson.
1: Uh, That was a catchy tune. I didn't even want to start the show. I saw that. But uh, we are... Actually, we're wrapping up the show uh, with Steve Moriarty. Well, welcome back, Steve. You never really left when we're on location. It's kind of fun to have you for a few segments to dig a little deeper into the uh, Save On Wine magic. Uh, so why don't we start there with... Uh, I'm I'm very... I always wonder about... Uh, because I get hit all the time by people trying to you know get their wine in front of me. You must be just overwhelmed with wine. How does it work now for you? Do you... Live in the Okanagan, or
2: not quite, but uh, d- darn near. I think that that where we are is it took us a few years to get the confidence, and 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 most importantly, a a, a real trust relationship with with w- with over 165 wineries in the province. Mm-hmm. And um, now that they understand that that our priority will always be to sell the best value, best possible BC BQA, 100% BC products in our stores because of the relationship we have over their grocery customers. And so all we're doing is taking the grocery relationship, adding yeah. it that, and now we're getting all these wines come to us as 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 probably I would say not necessarily a priority, but we get we get first crack at a lot of good wines. It and it's a, it's kind of like a single layer too because the old VQA
1: stores, they were all run by different people. They everyone was different, it looked different, they had different wines and it didn't really it wasn't really pushing that brand now it's very solid when you go in when you see them in all these 21 stores it's, it's And
3: they they missed the best marketing thing that you did which was putting them in alphabetical order.
2: Well yeah. we we see the emotional attachment. I mean I got to be really honest as a retailer as a businessman you may only go to a winery a couple times a year. Yeah. But you come grocery shopping I think every 9.6 and days. And you buy the same wine. I never understand that. <laughs> and we can so we can if you can go to the winery and you can get an emotional attachment and and really identify with a particular winery, yeah. uh, I'm going to sell that winery in 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 that context amongst all the other wineries, and it's a, a win-win for us and the wineries. Is I it? have
3: an emotional attachment to save on wines. Well, that,
2: that's excellent. It's fabulous. To save money, too, Casey.
3: Yes, especially to how save money. How is it,
1: I, I'm wondering how it's changed your business, or like, uh, do people, has it made the grocery business better, Simpler. I don't know what. But are they symbiotic or how do they work together now?
2: Without a doubt, the, the, the stores that we sell wine in have had a distinct impact on what we sell in the grocery stores. Mm. Um the consumer who buys wine tends to buy more fresh fresh fruit, uh fresh products. They'll buy fresh pasta, they'll buy stuff out of our fish case or out of our fresh meat department. Yeah. You'll see them buy more premium cheeses. you'll see them even 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 more what we call uh premium type of comfort food so we see the consumer that 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 buys wine as a true opportunity to create an experience so that's what we're trying to sell is 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 it we've got great premium British Columbia products in all corners of our stores pair it with fantastic BC wine and now you have an experience and and that's what we're trying to sell to the consumer and the consumer is reacting to that and we're seeing more and more consumerism with BC quality foods and BC quality wine and it it, it sounds like a cliche, but it's actually happening. Yeah.
3: And what was your biggest challenge when you started putting wine in the save on stores?
2: I think that in itself was was to portray to the to the wine industry that we were more interested in selling local and more interested in selling quality than we were in any type of quantity. Yes,
3: that's true. Because some people were afraid to get on your shelves. I remember talking to winemakers, and they just weren't sure because they had an image of a grocery store in the U.S. where they sell a lot of, you know, cheap wine.
2: Absolutely, and, and I could be honest, if I was a small winery in British Columbia back then, I would have been apprehensive about the, the big conglomerate coming around and what are they going to do with my wine and how can I compete yes. uh, with, 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 with the, the multinational wine and business that exists in the province today. And
1: yet you seem to be able, you have this buy, buy four, buy 12 deal at Savon.
2: Uh, who's paying for all that? Uh, well, because I love the savings, I'm paying for it. <laughs> well, that's a nice answer. I think in 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 our context, though, is, is 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 that again we have nothing but everything to gain by building a relationship and building the local wine industry. If we can put back into the local business, much like we were, bu- if we buy corn on the, from from farmers or strawberries or cherries, if we can put back into the the economy and back into our environment. It, really, it benefits us because we we sell those people groceries as well as selling those people the products that they sell as well. Do you like six six packs or
1: twelve packs?
2: Me personally, I'm a twelve 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 bottle guy.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's it's easier and and uh, and I was talking to Casey earlier. It's so hard to go out and choose just one or two or three wines now. Is is it, and especially for me when I start walking around our selection and we're around. Twelve hundred and eighty SKUs this week, I think, mm-hmm. is 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 that you see so many of them that when I'm when I'm when I am purchasing wine, I wanna I wanna have so much variety, so much.
1: Well, I've, I've, as I say, people have to just come in the store and have a look. You also have a lot of wines uh, chilled now. Uh, but I wanted to ask you a question. A lot of things have been changing with the government recently uh, regarding wholesale pricing. That I won't get into that. But uh, could you end up to be a? Would you end up to be someone who could sell wines to local restaurants?
2: I don't think that's in the future, uh, regulatory wise. I, I don't think that's part of the, the the mix. And to be honest, I'm I'm not really that. That's not really a part of our business model. Yeah. I mean, we're all about the consumer and, and, yeah. and the regular you shopper. You've got enough customers. we got lots of customers. But there
3: are restaurateurs that come here and buy wine.
2: I w- oh. I, I'm sure that they and do. We <laughs> won't identify them. <laughs> I'm sure they do. But uh, <laughs> I think that I think that I know of some restaurant people who come and buy personal wine all the time. Yeah. Yes. And for them, it's a treasure, treasure hunt because this is where they get to explore right. opportunities that they can they turn around and put back into their you know, yeah. hospitality.
1: Uh, well, Steve, I want to thank uh, you and your entire team today for hosting us here at Savon Foods. It's always illuminating for us to get into the store and see, uh, see how it works with the customers. Uh, we're heading to Vancouver Island uh, next week. And will we see you at Unsworth? Because you've got, uh, you've got things going on on the island, too.
2: Absolutely. We have three stores on the island, and, and we're expanding our island mix, which means island wines. Nice. And we have a fantastic relationship with the, uh, where you're going next weekend. With, Unsworth. With Tim at Unsworth Wines. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, yes, I'm hoping to be there next weekend.
1: Wow. I noticed some Unsworth wines I was quite shocked to see. They're doing such a great job with their rosé and uh, their Pinot Noir, and, and they've got a, a wine called Sauvignette. I don't know if you have had that wine yet. Uh, it's just an incredible seafood wine sort of made for the West Coast, so uh, it was nice to see some island wines here and for them to get a bit of a push uh, off of the island, so to speak.
2: And that's what we really appreciated from, from Unsworth is we've taken their wines, and, and quite honestly, is we're actually selling a lot of Unsworth wines. In the Okanagan right now, really? Super. And yeah, it's, and That's it's the, the consumers. It consumers hard to that. get. Yeah.
1: You know, it's unbelievable that they, we haven't been able to get them around the province. Yeah. you've done it so easily. Yeah. Steve, thanks so much uh, for hosting us. Great to catch up. Uh, we we got to get this finished so we can get going on this uh, charcuterie plate, Casey.
3: Yes, I can't <laughs> wait.
1: Uh, and thank you all for joining us today on the show. Of course, a special thanks to Anissa Hetherington. She's back in the studio making things work, and Mike Whittingham is here with us on site at Savon uh, to make sure that you can all hear us. Uh, that's it for, day, uh, for today. I'm Tony Gismondi.
3: I'm Casey Wilson. We're wishing
1: you a happy, long,
0: long Canada Day weekend. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.